0: Post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today presented by T-Mobile the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome
1: network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. College football on the brink at this point. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Pete Futek, publisher of collegefootballnews.com. So, Pete, uh, the latest coming out of the Big Ten, will they put, postpone or at least push back to the spring, their football season this year?
0: Well, Michigan and Michigan State just canceled all games, so they're basically going to probably push this down the road a little bit. The, the Big Ten's not going to play. And I was shocked that last week at this time, I was about 50-50 thinking that they were just going to pack it all in. And then they came out with a full schedule. They came out with a schedule with dates, with fail-safes, with backstops, which with dates put into the system so that they could uh, handle a postponement or whatever it might be. And then everything sort of flipped. I'm not going to say the tuition checks cleared, but okay. And now today, the medical examiners are like, "What are you doing? You know, what you you can't do this." And the Big Twelve, I'm sorry, the Big Ten and Pac-12 are going to do that. But meanwhile, you have Middle Tennessee and Army announcing their game this morning, and the SEC is pushing back, saying, "No, no, no we're not quite sure what we're doing yet." So this is going to be a muddled mess for a little while.
1: So what is the impact? What is it when it comes to eligibility for players? What is it when it comes to draft eligibility for players? Uh, And obviously, you know, you just kind of go by what you've seen over the last couple of years of these guys if you're an NFL scout. But this is – we're unprecedented right now, aren't we?
0: Yeah, it's going to be – for the NFL draft, it's simple. Are you three years out of graduating from high school? Like then, if you are, it doesn't matter if you played or not this year. It's it's not about eligibility. It's are you three years past your – last year in high school, then you're eligible. Uh, but that's going to be a mess. I mean, it's why I don't think there's going to be spring football. Uh, I don't. I think they're just going to kick this to 2021. And then, look, there's going to be college football again. It's all going to go by in a snap. It stinks for right now. Uh, but it's it, they are going to have to stay to these players who, you know, the we want to play thing. You know, that's cute and all. But, of course, we know you want to play your college football players. But I don't think that they're going to be able to do too much other than hey, look, you're still on scholarship, maybe for next year, but that creates a whole slew of problems with recruiting. Uh, so the NCAA is either going to have to up its scholarship limit and one-time exemption or do something to make it right and to uh, really help out these kids who want to play some more.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, with the, the eligibility rules now, they didn't have a season, so that just would basically say they didn't play, therefore they didn't use up that year of eligibility, correct? Eh,
0: it's not that Simple. It would be more like, you know, did the guy get injured? Yeah, I guess you wouldn't use up that eligibility, but it's a different thing when it's across the entire board. You know, look, the, the, the harsh reality, too, is the street economics and that these schools, you know, part of the reason why this is happening is no one's making any money. You know, look, this is all a business, and, you know, you can have a University of Michigan without having a football team, you know, but if you're not making money off it and you're losing money hand over fist, and there's the COVID concerns and you have a player's movement that the athletic directors and college presidents would like to kind of squash before it gets going, then it's just kind of an easy call. And, again, I think the, the harsh reality is, it's, is college football is just like everyone else. It's like the kid who is saying, hey, can I go to the beach party with my friends? Well, no. Yeah, it stinks. It's all stinks. You know, it's all bad. But the answer, unfortunately, to things during a global pandemic, and especially in this country, is no, you can't. But the SEC, Big Twelve, and ACC, I think, are still trying. And look, you know, the, the service academies can still go. I think. I don't think college football as an entirety is dead yet, but certainly it's not any fun when you don't have a Big Ten and then potentially Pac twelve.
1: Do you think? Uh, because this is obviously the fall sports. Does this then carry over? Do you believe into, uh, we'll say, college basketball?
0: Different animal. I, I maybe except that. You can have basketball easier to manage. It's fewer players, fewer things you gotta deal with. I mean in college football, you're dealing with hundreds and hundreds of people that you have to all sort of coordinate with and test. And testing's expensive. I mean this is a that's a big hit for you know these schools who yeah, they have money, but these athletic departments are cutting and slashing everything left and right. That's part of a hit too. If you're only testing you know 40 people or so around a college basketball program that can be done uh but i think you can still do that in women's basketball and some of the other sports but uh for college football the logistics are just way too difficult and unfortunately they they had four and a half months and they didn't come up with a plan on how to do this because i think everyone just kind of assumed that all right well something will be figured out and changed in four and a half months and nothing was
1: Talking to Pete Futek, publisher of collegefootballnews.com. It was an easy decision, like you said, for a lot of these schools that are in the smaller conferences or the non-Power Five, and they don't make a ton of money. It's it's easy. Uh, but for these Power Five conferences, how much money are they losing then, say, via the Big Ten Network, where those dollars are now not – because you made a lot of money, don't get me wrong, on having fans in the stands, but you also made a lot of money off of those television uh, deals and those television revenue. How much then are we talking about uh, some of these institutions losing? I mean,
0: millions, but they still would have lost money had they played, uh, depending on who it was. It's the, the dynamics are so much different than the pros. Like the NFL, the, it's all about the TV money. The fans in the stands are just sort of, you know, money out of the couch cushions for the NFL. You know, the licensing fees, the, again, the TV rights, all of that, that's where they make their money. Whereas for most colleges, fans in the stands is 50-50. So it's kind of like I always say when, you know, is a coach on the hot seat? Well, what's the attendance like? Because if the attendance is good, coach is probably not on a hot seat. If the attendance is bad, coach on a massive hot seat. Because that's everything to an entire athletic department.
1: The uh, the ramifications for years to come. I know that there's been some discussion that this could affect the contraction of some of these sports, not just this year, but years down the road, because of the recouping of money. Uh, what what are we looking at in the landscape of college athletics because of this particular uh, juncture that we're at now?
0: As a firm and staunch anti non revenue sportite, I do think that this is where finally colleges sort of realize, you know what, this isn't high school. You don't need after school activities. I think they're going to be they're going to start canceling uh, a lot of these uh, quote unquote Olympic sports and things that are just non revenue. You'll keep uh, the sports uh, the women's, uh, women's sports at Title Nine and certainly. You know, a lot of sports do actually generate revenue depending on the school. If your gymnastics team probably makes, you know, generates revenue, uh, volleyball teams certainly generate revenue. It's not just football and basketball, like people think. Uh, but look, this again, college is a business. You know, it's not some, you know, again, this isn't like a local high school or, you know, middle school or something. Every university is a massive corporation and it's about making money. And I think now what's going to fundamentally change is that you're going to have the athletic model. Change up a little bit because everyone's sort of realizing that they didn't have the money they thought they did. Look, you should be able to survive not having eight college football games in your home stadium, but as we're seeing, you can't. You, these as soon as you're eliminating—I mean, not even eight. Like some of these places have six college football games, and that's enough to support them. Or even for the smaller schools, one. You know, look, Georgia State's getting after Alabama because they had a 1.3 million dollar deal to go you know be that cupcake lamb for the slaughter in Tuscaloosa and that got canceled you know so that was uh, Georgia State like that that was our that was our budget that was our season that was our year so it's it just kind of shows just how just fickle this whole athletic thing is with, with college sports
1: before i let you go i also wanted to ask you about recruiting now um, you know with a lot of the fall sports also being canceled in the high school level what does this do to the conduit that is the pipeline of players going into college? How difficult does this then become for not just this upcoming year for the recruiting, but also for years down the road?
0: Yeah, the machine doesn't stop, at least as much as that. I mean, you can't travel like you could before, so that part of this puzzle is a little bit strange. But the, the high-end schools, the high-end guys pretty much know who the stars are when they're sophomores. I mean, obviously there's always guys who rise up and, you know, move up and down the rankings, but in terms of the, the, the top 250 guys, you pretty much know those guys in some way, shape, or form where they, where they stand as juniors. The, the difference being obviously body types change and injuries and things like that. Uh, but recruiting just keeps on rolling. You know, it's, it's going to happen you know, more than ever now. And that's now, if nothing else, it might even be intensified because coaches are going to have more time to do that than they, ever before.
1: Well, I tell you what, it's uh it's a sad day the fact that we believe that the Big 10 has canceled the uh, the the football season, so now we just kind of wait and see who else follows suit and then ultimately what happens. And if they reschedule it, what is the likelihood do you think that they're going to reschedule this thing for the spring?
0: Uh, do you want to play college football in Madison, Wisconsin in early February? Um, I don't think so. It's they're saying it to placate everyone because they're canceling the fall season, but you know, how do you do this? You know, back to your eligibility rules that's, that you're talking about, that becomes an issue. Uh, it becomes a massive problem with, uh, you know, just dates and times. And then the optics, you want to talk about hypocrisy. If you're shutting down a season out of concern for player safety, and then you're saying, hey, go play two college football seasons in roughly 11 months, you know, that's asking a lot. And, you know, what do you do? You play from uh, February, March, and April, have your championships and stuff in May. And then three months later, you start all over again with another season. It's, you know, practice practices two months later, it's, it's kind of asking a lot.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, great stuff. We certainly appreciate it, Pete. Thanks for coming on on a moment's notice, and we, uh, we will talk again soon, okay? No problem, anytime. Thanks, Bob. Talk to you soon. There you go. That is Pete Futek of collegefootballnews.com. You can read his stuff there. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?